0: What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Joe Bonamassa here with another exciting episode of Live from Nerdville. Today, my special guest is Brandon Niederauer. And he is one of the most exciting uh, musicians, guitar players, singers, vocalists, everything to, to, to be on the scene in the last 20 years. And uh, thank you for being here, my friend. It's, a, it's, 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 it's nice to see you again. We, we, it's been a couple years. Yeah,
1: uh, thanks so much for having me, and uh, I'm super honored to be to be on this show. I really like it. I've been watching it as well, and uh, I'm super honored to be on it. So thanks so much for having me.
0: You know, I I, I get accused sometimes of being softball, you know, on 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 the interviews, and I'm like, what why why would I invite my friends on a on a on a show and 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 play gotcha? You know, it's it's been, <laughs> but the, but the 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 show's been doing really well, and, and we've had some great guests, and and uh, to me. Let me let me just start off by saying that I can speak for the entire um, uh, 40-something guitar community um, when I say this. Um, to have your skills and maturity and poise at the age of 17, when we're talking here, uh, you're you're 17 years old. You are turning 18 in a month. Is is so impressive, and 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 we're all collectively rooting for you, but slightly jealous at the same time. <laughs> You know, thank because, you so much <laughs> you know' you, you, you're, you're, it's one thing to be able to play okay We all know there's wonderkins and and, and prodigies all over the place where you they can, they can sit in front of a camera like we are now and play and and go wow, that was impressive. And then there's another thing to get on stage and and take charge of the stage. you have that. And that's Thank that's you. that's the unteachable stuff.
1: Thank you so much. I mean, I I try to get that from watching people like you and, you know, other guitarists who have come up before me and I'm so I'm so thankful for that. Thank you so much.
0: Well, you know, the thing is, um, we have a lot in common because we both started very young and we were in the entertainment industry since since before high school, you know. Yeah. What what made you want to what made you want to get into the entertainment business you know because you obviously played guitar really well and you can figure that out and you know but then like what made you like go out for like school of rock and and because that's that's a different that's that's more than just playing a gig that's a that's a commitment yeah. and that's a, that's acting as well show yeah me. for
1: sure um i mean from the moment i picked up the guitar i'm sure it was like this with you sitting in my room i was like yeah like this is it like This is what I want to do, and I mean, I started playing, you know, shows with uh, some of my friends, you know, when I was like eight or nine. I was in a couple, you know, kid bands, as everyone is, and I was like, this is the coolest feeling in the world. Like I'm playing and like people are listening to me, so I'm like, this, and I get to like solo and like play loud in bars. I'm like, this is the sickest (laughs) thing ever, right? (laughs) So I was like, this is so cool. So then, I mean, when the acting thing came up. I did when I did School of Rock the musical on Broadway. I didn't even know I had to do that. I tried out just thinking I had to play guitar for it, and then they were like, "You have to, you also have to act, sing, and dance." So right. I was like, "Oh!" So they they just uh, they they were really you know amazing in helping me to be able to learn those skills within like you know six months working like twelve hour days just to get those, you know, holding those skills in before we opened on Broadway. But as far as like the whole entertainment business thing, it's just, there's no, I mean, you know this as well. I mean, that's probably why you're still performing now. It's like, there's no greater feeling than, you know, being on stage and playing to people and just putting your heart out there. And it's one thing that, you know, some people feel like this with sports or you know, acting too, but like music, it's like when you're playing, you're not thinking about anything else. And it's it's a really good feeling. And I just love it every single time, even more. So that's why I just... I just want to do it for the rest of my life.
0: That's you know I've I've been up there and I kid you not and and my mind like sometimes when you get deep into the tour the mind starts to kind of like you know you're, you're yeah. kind of playing you know and and I've literally gone you know you know I'm going to go for lunch tomorrow I love that place on the corner in Des Moines Iowa and have this whole mental picture of of the lunch. And and the subsequent like guitar store crawl in a city I'm not even in, and then the next thing you know, the song is over. Yes. And, and I'm like, wait a minute, I don't even remember. I don't I don't remember. Did like was I even playing the same key? You know. I mean, like <laughs> oh, yeah, when you yeah. when you're doing Broadway, you know that's what eight shows a week you're doing. A- yeah, eight shows a week. Eight shows a week. Mm-hmm. And is thats that is that is that two on Saturday? Or two, yeah, uh, two on Saturday, two on Sunday, right. and
1: no show on Thursday,
0: right? And you know, I mean, you're at that point. You're working as hard as anybody is going to work in show business because that is a discipline. That is a that is a that's a you got to be on it, and and it's and it comes fast and furious. Um, how did you manage school, and how did you manage, you know, um, you know, just being a normal kid? you know, throughout that, because that's a tornado you're, you're, you're thrust into.
1: Yeah, when I was doing School Rock, when I was uh, probably like uh, 12 or 11 through 14 or 15, I mean, yeah, it was definitely a huge struggle to like keep, you know, my social life and you know, school. And, uh, but I have to thank my parents for doing that because, you know, it was my mom and my dad who were like, all right, you gotta like, you gotta like, you know, s- still keep your straight A's. And uh, they always made sure I was, you know, doing my thing with that. Cause that was the promise I made to my mom. Like when I was like nine, if I was going to start doing this, then like I'd have to keep my grades up. Right. Cause School's still the most important thing. But also like my mom's like, you gotta like go out and play basketball with your friends right now. Like mm-hmm. you, gotta, you gotta like make sure you're doing that. Like you gotta take a break sometimes. Mm-hmm. And also, I mean, the school rock people, they're all those kids that were in that show, there were 14 of us. So, you know, I grew up with those guys and, they're still some of my best friends, and uh, I was always hanging out with them. But also, we had tutoring sessions that were mandatory, so that right. I was getting my schoolwork done. So there was always a way to make sure that those were, you know, being hit.
0: When, when, um, you know, um, how how long did the show last? How long were you on uh, in school, Rock? Uh, from the off Broadway to the
1: real Broadway production, I was in it for probably two or three years, mm-hmm. and uh, it, it closed right before the pandemic hit. I think right yeah
0: it was uh it's a good paycheck though for yeah Uh, (laughs) 15 year old it
1: was I mean yeah I had an apartment that I like rented by myself like in the city which was like sick I was like this is Uh, the coolest thing ever I had like a studio apartment like in Times Square I was like it can't get better than this right
0: walking to work yeah like you know that's that's the thing um you know, because a lot of times with with you know the, the the cliche is is you know, um you know if you're in show business when you're when you're a kid that ultimately you know it the, there's some sort of there's some sort of explosion you know you know you're on a you know you at one point you're celebrated the next thing you're on the cover of uh, you know People Magazine going to the, the 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 great downfall of whoever you know yeah, what I mean? Save it's my like, head
1: off or something and like you know, uh, you yeah.
0: Know, You know, it's like with the headline, you know, you know, drugs, booze, laughter, (laughs) you know, you know, yeah, you know, but you're extremely intelligent and, and, and one of the things, you know, where you want to go, like, like, talk to me about some of your career goals. Where do you, like you're 17 years old. Where do you see yourself at 21 An ideal, 21, the age 30 and, 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 and let's just age 40. where where do you see yourself and, and, and how do you envision your music and, and your, you know, your, your, your persona? Yeah, well, I, i am definitely, I'm
1: starting to really write music now in the studio. So by the time I'm 21, I really hope to have, you know, an album or two out and uh, be touring on that. And obviously I'll be graduated by that point. So, you know, music full throttle. And, um, just by the time I'm, 30, hopefully I'm just playing for more and more people and, you know, more and more people can, you know, appreciate the music that I'm making and I'm, I'm able to reach, you know, more people with uh, the music because, you know, it's always like, you know, my mom always says, you know, you need those songs that, you know, touch those people's hearts. So I want to get, I want to get my songwriting chops up so that I can be able to do that. And uh, yeah, I just want to just, my goal is just to play for, you know, whoever will hear me. And however many people that is. And I've been super lucky to be able to play some really big shows, you know, that some people never get to experience at like 15, 16, playing for like 10,000 people at, you know, a festival in like the middle of Canada. So it's like I've already, you know, been I'm already super grateful for that. So I'm just keep doing just keep doing that, really.
0: There's nothing like a big crowd. Yeah. You know, and, you know, when did you realize that you had this ability to, to and and. To to be able to get the attention of an audience, like because you know there's there's people that sit in with other acts all the time, and it just comes and goes, and you're like, hey, that was great, nice to see everybody having fun. But then you get up there, and you 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 have your 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 delivery transcends it, where everybody's not only going, wow well, that was really great. Who is that? And and I want to follow that. You know, when did, when did who discovered that talent in you, and who and and when did you discover it yourself? um it was definitely my
1: parents first and uh their friends first who were like wow like who were like they'll invite them out to a show not and they wouldn't like know what was going to happen and you know my friends parents would would tell them like this is like really good like I didn't expect this and so then they started you know like taking that eye to it and uh I started noticing it when probably not that long ago when like people when more people would start to come out shows the second time we'd show up in like des moines iowa or something right like more people will come i'd be like oh like this is cool Mm
0: -hmm. and then
1: like or somebody would be like i saw you uh in 2018 at this festival and i had to come back when you came back to town and played at this club and i was like wow that's like really cool and i'm super grateful to be able to um resonate with people and uh because i know there's a lot of kid guitar players out there and you know a lot of you know kid singers and all that but I'm super lucky to you know be able to bring that audience back it's it's super cool
0: it is it is great when you when they when they turn around you know I mean I remember you know sitting out there in the lobby of whatever theater opening up for people like George Therogood or you know B.B. King or whoever and I remember signing CDs, and I knew I would have a good night if I, I would connect. I would sell a lot of CDs, and then the real test is when you go back to wherever, you know, Toledo. Are are you are you being able to b- make BB King fans your fans? And 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 I did find that that most of the time, that if you look somebody in the eye and say thanks for coming, and you actually mean it 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 people remember that for for the for the rest of their lives it, it really it really does connect with an audience you
1: know yeah for sure uh whenever i go back to a place yeah i, I gotta get that you know that merch number you know and mm-hmm. uh i love just you know kicking it with the fans and you know saying hi i always encourage them to come up to me like you know when we were on the when we were on the cruise together uh i think that was what was that early 2020 yeah uh, yeah i was i I loved you know seeing all the fans being able to come up to all the you know musicians and say hi. I thought that was really cool. and, uh, yeah, I just love just there's something special about being able to interact with fans on a level and you know not just like going back and hiding in the dressing room. I feel right. like it's my duty since I you know play for them and they spent money to come see me. I gotta go you know kick it with them. so I always right. love hi with them and you really can't change someone's day like that just by saying hi and i never take that for granted for sure never yeah,
0: and and you never do and it's like you know it's like it's not a burden it's actually a privilege to 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 have fans to begin with you know we're yeah. we're 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 not supposed to do this we're we're blessed to do this for sure you know? and that's a that's a big thing talk to me about your um talk to me about the music of the Allman Brothers and, and 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 in a, a broader sense uh, the the uh, jam bands in general um what 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 draws you to that that genre um and and, and is it is it the just the improvisational aspect of it or is it or the, like like you said is, the, is it the tunes or see yeah. all the above
1: well from my earliest memories like back in 2003 when i was born it was like Ah, uh, the first thing that I remember is just being showed Almond Brothers CDs by my dad, and like him right. hey, blasting it through my house, and like drumming on pots and pans, watching like home movies of like of the Almond Brothers, like bootleg like recordings. So I, I always that was the first band I ever discovered, and that's very like guitar-heavy music. So that's why I gravitated towards the guitar in the first place. Right. But the thing about their music is, or jam band in general, it's like this the improvisational aspect. The you know like just letting go and letting the music take over that really you know it really uh it just made me excited so that's the genre that I probably start out with that in blues where you know you can take a solo and just zone out and just you know do whatever you want and there's no rules and I think that's like the coolest thing ever because it's like you know music shouldn't have rules you should be able to do whatever you want and whatever you feel at that moment in time so like but with the Allman Brothers like you know the guitar manes and you know the loud music and i got to see them a couple times you know with dirt trucks and warren haynes and uh, i just every single time i went i just i was just so surprised and so happy to see them because you know just seeing them just rock out and you know larger than life figures just going up there and just playing music and just jamming out for like three hours it was like right those were like the first shows i ever saw and it was like the coolest
0: thing ever yeah because it it it's life changing. I, my first concert was it was a derivative of the almonds, and I was six years old. and It was a place called Coleman's in Rome, which I believe was owned by a some. I, I think they were mobbed up. I, I don't. I don't think they were mobbed up. I know they were mobbed up. Okay, okay.
1: Yeah, we, we've seen that. You know,
0: we don't know anything about that.
1: Yeah,
0: being New Yorkers, right? And um, in this was nineteen. 83 and my dad took me and snuck me in i'm six years old and i went to see the dickie betts band solo oh wow with the very young warren haynes who just got who just got the gig and the greg allman solo band with the toler brothers dan yeah yeah and and his brother and 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 they they were they were touring together, but not as the On Brothers. In front of three hundred people, three hundred people. It's all the place held, and it must have been like a. It probably was like a Monday night routing date, and they just were like, yeah, just whatever, you know. It's Rome, New York. It was not exactly, you know, it's not exactly a, a, a major market. Yeah. And um, so. They come out and it was the first time I saw a sunburst Les Paul played in anger and it changed. It changes your life, you know, and and you go, my God, I I don't know what that is, but I want to be involved in it, you know, and I don't know why it it moves you. And and, but 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 it does, you know, like like when you first picked up the guitar, were you were are you were you laser focused? This is what I want to do. This is where I want to go. Or did you kind of experiment with different genres? Did you did you go through an acoustic phase, or or you know, did the the Latvian polka ever ever you know knock on the door and go, hey man, I, I think I think uh, there's some great folk music coming out of the Eastern Bloc these days. Let me let me get involved in that, or, or or was it just blues, this roots you know kind of music?
1: Well, it started with that feeling, you know, like like you said, like that feeling that you'll never forget with that Sunburst Les Ball, like hearing that, like it was like. Right. I like this feeling. I don't know what it is, but I'm gonna keep doing it because it feels good. Just like practicing in my room, and right. then, and and then like when my dad saw that like I was making progress, he started showing me more things. Like this is Mahavishnu Orchestra, or like this is Miles Davis, or like this is this, and like this is BB King. And I was like mm-hmm. every single time I was like, whoa! Like this is another like really cool artist. So I just started playing to like the radio or like playing to you know CDs and um or like to vinyl and just in my room just playing the spirit of the radio by rush
0: you're right yeah
1: and uh over time i just started to love all the genres and but the jam band genre definitely resonated towards me the most where i could just improv and just you know be me fully and i think
0: it's super cool and i saw
1: i actually saw you i saw you play at westbury oh the round yeah yeah yeah, the, the the spinning stage um that was like maybe two years ago, right? And, uh, you know, I saw you obviously and just improvising and like you know doing your solos and you know that whole Sunburst Les Paul thing where you were just killing it and you guys had like probably three thousand people just looking in awe and it was that it was that sort of thing where I'm sure there's no feeling that beats that.
0: I you know I like those I like those gigs in the round and that's that's so old school. You know what I mean? Um, there's only a few in the country like that, and it's mostly on the East Coast. There's there's a, there's Cape Cod Melody Tent, which is 2,700 seats, and it's, and it's a tent. And, it's uh-huh. and, you know, when you're on the road, you know this. When you're on the road, you know, musicians get used to things. Crew guys get used to things. So if it's not the perfect load in there, if it's like, oh, the stage is a little tight or, you know, whatever. Like, you know, I mean – it, it always throws a cherry bomb into into your daily routine and so a lot of our great gigs are when we have to truncate the size of the stage like at Westbury you know yeah. and it's just it's just it's just insane to be up there spinning and and watching this thing happen but you know I, I remember I remember being in buffalo and there's a, a spinning stage in buffalo bb king played there and it was just you know it's just a real one of those things where it, you know it, it as long as the fans have fun I, i'm 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 all about it but thank you for the compliment yeah. i i gotta ask you um we were uh, josh smith and i we produced director for jimmy hall a couple weeks ago and it was during the It was during the NFL playoffs, and he was at my place in Nashville. We turned on the television, and literally, it was was almost like divine intervention. It was like the game comes (laughs) on, and then ladies and gentlemen, you know, and we're like, holy shit, it's Taz. And you're (laughs) hitting the national anthem. First of all, uh, speaking for everybody, how the hell did you get the gig?
1: I mean, honestly, I don't know. Uh, They somehow, I think they got in contact with us last year to do a regular season game uh versus Green Bay for like Sunday Night football and that was like a year ago last season and then for for some reason they uh they thought it was cool so they were like can you do the AFC championship for next year and I was like um yes obviously let me let me let me I was let like me. oh let me move around the schedule <laughs> I was like right. yeah like that's the coolest thing ever and I uh, I mean, I'm super grateful for the organization for you know asking me to do that, and I honestly don't even really know how it happened. It all happened so fast, and I just flew out there like a couple of weeks ago, and and it was like zero degrees, and it was very hard, but it it was like and I couldn't feel my fingers. I'm sure you know that feeling playing in the cold where you can't feel anything, but it, it was just a super cool experience. And then my phone was blowing up. I I felt like a little five minutes of fame, and it was it was really fun. Because I Eddie, didn't. Tell my Eddie mind.
0: Trunk, uh, Eddie, Eddie, you, uh, my friend Eddie Trunk, uh, interviewed you, and and uh, I mean, you killed it. And I, 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 I got to tell you this, you're. I've watched several of your national anthems in preparation. for it. You're really, really good at it. And 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 so is Nita Strauss. She does right. it for the the, the, the LA Rams, and, and 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 I did it once for an Arizona Diamondbacks game, right, and. I rehearsed this thing for, like, two weeks. And I finally said to myself, I said, why am I more nervous to do this in front of a stadium... 100%. 100%. ...than, than 100%. I was when Clapton came out at the Albert Hall? I don't understand this, right? And it turns out, like, you know, but you know, like, in a baseball game, there's nobody there. Yeah. Generally, there was nobody there for the... <laughs> it was Tuesday night, you know? Nobody... It was, it was a. It was, you know... And um, it was... And I sat there and I played it and I got a jersey with my name on it and a, and a box seat at the game, and I go, it's just not worth it. I, I and they because because later that tour the, the the San Francisco you know Giants or whatever they asked me to do it. I'm like I, I can't I cannot deal with this stress you know. It's
1: so it's it's because like in this day and age. Like, it is the most, it's the most nervous I've ever been. I'm always nervous before. I'm never nervous, like, sitting in with anyone or, like, it's always, because if you think about it, like, if you, if your pants fall down or you break a string or anything Mm. like that, you're an instant meme. Like, you are instantly just, like, on the internet. You're in all those, like, failed compilations that are, like, so funny. And it's, like, I don't want to be in that. So it's, like, very, so that's. All I'm thinking about is just like, don't be a meme, like just just do it. And, right. I, like, and then I, thankfully I i haven't yet, I haven't messed up yet. And um, that was, I was particularly nervous because like there was like however many million people watching primetime for that game. So it was just very, it was just so nerve wracking, but I'm, I'm just super grateful to God and for having me just do it right. I, I just, I don't even know how it happens.
0: Please tell me there wasn't one of those like showbiz TV goofballs that goes, Hey, hey, kid, no pressures. There's only 12 million people watching you right now. There, you yeah, know? there always is. There's always that guy. There's, There's always, always that guy. You're like, I'm like, you know what? I don't need to hear that from you. You know? It's and it's like, here, I'll give you the guitar. You do it.
1: <laughs> it's always that, never helps too. It's like they think they're being funny, but it's like I'm actually nervous right now.
0: Yeah, well, I, I, yeah, I find no humor in this.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's just like, but I'm, I'm just super happy that I, I haven't messed up yet, like on that kind of level where my pants haven't been falling down while, I, where I've done that, and I'm like an overthinker by nature, so right, all I'm thinking about, it's like, it, it's, it's kind of tough, but I, at the end of the day, it's like I'm just, thank
0: God that I haven't messed up, like, done become a meme yet. A, well. It's interesting you bring this up because I, I wanted to ask you about this. Is, and I and I, I I have grumpy old man conversations with my friends who are also grumpy old men, and one of the things that we we miss, is being able to leave the great gigs on the stage, and more importantly the shitty gigs on the stage.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: You know what I mean by when I say that, meaning that you show up to some gig. The band is just smoking, right? You can't do any. You can't do any wrong. You you just, you're, you're just. Whatever you throw your hands on the fingerboard, it's doing something cool. You don't know why. You would like to bottle it. Um, conversely, then there's nights where you even the most basic chord changes, you're struggling with with yeah. competency. We used to be able to live the leave that stuff on the stage in the city in which we played it. Now, like you said. Everything's a meme. Everything is an online online, you know, discussion and, and 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 you know X, Y, and Z. And how do you how do you navigate through that? Because I mean is is as good as you are there I'm I'm sure there's some naysayers and, and people that you know are jealous of what you've been able to accomplish and and and, and how do you how do you how do you stay so in grounded you know given that the 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 arrows are flying almost in a circular kind of firing squad these days
1: yeah i mean as far as naysayers like when i was in elementary school i was dealing with like bullies like from then for being like a short person and like just for like random stuff that the kids bully others for so i was i was mentally prepared for it like when it happened like none of that stuff gets to me because like i've already dealt with it so it's like And also, I mean, I, I've worked very hard, and I know like what I've done. So it's like, what what someone says on Twitter isn't gonna really get to me because I know it's just like they're spending their time to like type in a bad comment or something. It's like they could be doing many other things, but they're choosing their time to like focus on me. So I'm like, it's it's it is what it is. But I just. I just try not to pay attention to any of that and just really appreciate every good comment or anything like that or any good DM that I get and I just try not to focus on it and it has worked like none usually like a video will go on like a like a pickup jazz like you know what that is where it's like a bunch of you know like good a bunch of guitar videos from like the internet are like posted and like you'll get like a million good comments but then there will be that like one good comment where it's like
0: oh this kid
1: is like overplaying or oh he's out of tune or oh it's this and that and it's like i just try to just ignore it and just uh if it's constructive criticism i try to take it but at the end of the day it's like you just got to keep going and i hate like the bad shows you know they suck so much because you want to do like your best and when all the people in the audience are like that was so good and you feel like it really wasn't Mm -hmm. it's like the worst feeling ever because you feel like you could have given a better show but I mean, you have good days and bad days. That's, that's what my dad always says.
0: That, that's the thing I love about live performing the most is, is you're only as good as your last show. And if it was yesterday and, and if, we, if we were bad yesterday, today we started zero. It's time to, it's time to redeem ourselves. You know yeah. what I mean? Because it's easy to get, you know, it's easy to, to when the stuff goes right, you go, of course it did. That was the plan. And it's a, I learn more when the stuff goes wrong. The arrangements are bad. I wrote a bad set list, meaning that it, it felt like, you know, two hours and 10 minutes felt like three hours yeah. or uh, and I know I can I can write, you know, when, when I write a good set list, two hours and 10 minutes feels like an hour. Exactly. An hour and, and it goes it, not that I want to get it over with, but but the inertia and the, and the journey you're taking people on is 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 feeling that the time compresses a little bit, you know, and it, and it yeah. doesn't feel long because you, mm-hmm. you could. Right. Shows that feel long. Oh, yes. 100%. But um, when do you, you know, like, um, what do you think of the new crop of, um, I, I call them Instagram guitar warriors.
1: Instagram guitar warriors.
0: In in the sense that pe- great playing, um, great, you know, delivery, a lot of knowledge. Yeah. Um, not a lot of time on stage though Mm. do you do you think it sets a a good example or 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 i i i'm hesitant to use the word bad example but 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 you know basically throwing proof of concept that you don't need to be a live musician you can you can you can be a two-dimensional instagram character and Mm -hmm. and still be a celebrity (laughs) guitar player (laughs) Um, I think, I think it's good. Uh, I, I have no problem
1: with it. I mean, certainly the best feeling they're obviously missing out because like there's nothing better than, you know, performing live, but yeah. there's though I think it's really cool that there's other revenue streams for someone like a uh, Mateus Assad to be like really cool on Instagram and play like such cool things and he can get like sponsorships and like all that. So I think it's really cool that there's other avenues and like Patreon where people can like, you know, have lessons right. and stuff. I think that's really cool. The only problem I have is there's now this toxicity where there's like, in the same way that there's like Photoshop on like people, like on magazines and stuff, there's now like people speeding up their videos and like doing things like, like pre recording them to make them perfect or like, like pre recording them and like doing a fake video back to a playback. So that it's right. like 100% perfect, no string noise in anything, and I feel like that can be a little bit dicey because like you don't want to promote perfection all the time. I feel like so it's it, it can get it's it's a little bit of a toss up for me. But as far as like someone just posting a video of them just playing like playing something in the room, I don't I don't really have a problem with it. I think it's really cool that there there's all these uh, new people who are just famous for playing in their bedroom. Maybe some people don't want to perform. Maybe right. people are, have stage fright and are more comfortable um, playing in their rooms to, you know, they're like 100,000 followers. And I think it's really cool that people can build a career off that. I just hope that they get to share some experience on stage like we do and like the the greatest thing in the world. You know what I mean?
0: Yeah. And, and you know, I, I did read Mateus. You brought him up. Um, he he recently, the, the, like it was kind of in the guitar news feeds that um, he, 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 had kind of worn himself out doing what he was doing uh-huh. and 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 shut his, his you know like boarded up the windows you know shut the instagram yeah. down because he was finding that 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 this 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 demand and and this this kind of you know i got to do this at an x amount of time i got to do that you know you, you start getting out of the lane of why you picked the damn thing up in the first place. You know for what sure. I mean? It's, it, you're like, well, I got, I got to make a video today. I'm like, who says? But yeah. the algorithm says.
1: Oh, yeah, know. the algorithm. And you got to get an amount of likes and the impressions and like all this stuff. I'm sure you know, like, yeah, like it, it can be it can be a toxic environment. But
0: I mean, it, you You start working for it, though. That, that's one of the things that, that that I have an issue with is when when the dopamine to go viral like that kind of thing or, or or it's the daily dopamine shot that you get with you know you post a video and then everybody looks and see how many people liked it and what comments and blah 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 and, it, and it's and it's because your brain's going I'm addicted to this dopamine thing that I produce every time somebody says you did a good job and give you a thumbs up and and it and it, and it to me, it becomes. I, I have real issues with it, and I and I. There's days I've deleted my Instagram account a couple of times. Okay, just because I want nothing to do with it, and I have real issues with that because because I not only it's not what other people say or do or whatever they think, mm-hmm. it's what it's doing to me and my psych psyche and 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 it's. I don't know. I is it a different perspective because you grew up in this. This this generation where sure. where where it's kind of been there since you you were you were you were old enough to think for yourself and 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 so is it an easier thing to rectify in your mind or is it or is it kind of the same you know in the sense that you're like you know I I just want to play music and, and make people happy why has it got to be so damn hard.
1: Yeah, uh, it kind of feel It kind of comes in waves. I do remember times where I was very addicted to Instagram and very addicted to, like, all these like social media things and seeing if I hit the like goal and got that dopamine rush. I know exactly what you're talking about. It's right. kind of like people describe it like a drug, and I uh, I think that's a really good like thing where it's like if you hit like this many likes, all of a sudden your day's better, and I, as soon as I get in that, I immediately just like. I just take Instagram off my phone and tell somebody else to run it. Like, I'm like, I can't do it. And I rarely post on Instagram because of that. Like, I don't want to ever be in that space where I addicted and need to like post a video today and like all that stuff. So for all the Instagram guitarists out there who really need to do that, because like, we're lucky enough to be able to play shows and stuff. And like, I, and that's where they get their joy from. It's just like, it's really hard. But at the end of the day, it's like, it, it sucks that it's like that, but it's just a side effect to, like, the platform it created. So at I, some point, you got to deal with it. I'm sure there's been shows where, like, you didn't get all that many people in the audience or something. And maybe it felt kind of like that, like not hitting as many likes or something like that. So it's probably just like that for them.
0: Oh, yeah. We, we, we've we stiffed a few times, you I'm know. Sure. I um, Me. The, one of the things is... is Uh, you know you 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 start rectifying that kind of thing and and it 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 it, it's hard not to take that personally and it's a it's a very hard not to take personally Like, like for example I I did a I have a weird twisted sense of humor okay so and it wasn't this this video I posted wasn't aimed at anything or anybody it was just me being stupid and trying to be funny and 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 I have a twisted sense of humor. So my 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 gag was how to lose the respect of your fellow musicians and 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 songwriting colleagues in two bars or less. Right. So yeah. I I just played some super fast thing off the off the top of my head, posted it, moved on with my day. Right. Mm. I'm walking around. I have songwriting things. Next thing I know, I keep because I can't shut it off on the iPad. I keep getting these message notifications. Oh, like, my like, God. Like, like ding, 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 ding. I mean, they're coming in fast and furious. And I'm like, what the hell's going on, right? So I start looking at them, right? Big mistake. Yeah. And now I'm acu- I am was accused of speeding <laughs> it up. And I go, ha-ha! <laughs> I, 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 and he goes, I can't believe you stooped to that level where you're speeding your own stuff up. I go, and I, and and I wanted to reply or come yeah, yeah, yeah. no, I've just been playing for almost forty fucking years, and I'm that good. Can you get your head around that? You know? I said that. Yeah, look, you know, I've been- but you can't say that. Well, I guess I just did. But what I'm saying, the the thing <laughs> is, you just you just go. And, and they're going, yeah. Your voice sounds a little higher. Would you would you do just lower your voice? And like, like I'm like, no. It took the minute the the the, the video is one minute and thirty nine seconds. I can tell you how, how long I spent on the video. One minute and thirty nine seconds. That was it. Mm-hmm. And five seconds to post it. It, yeah, it, yeah. It, it. It's it's nuts. It's it it because everybody thinks it. Everybody wants to play this game of gotcha and 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 whatnot. And it's just it's really strange to me. It is. It is. I mean. To be honest, you're
1: one of the like leading figures in the like the guitar like whole like reverb like that whole like thing. Like you're one of the people carrying like the industry. So it's like when you say something like the whole pedal thing that happened a few years ago. Like I know that at least once a year I'll get like a Joe Bonamassa controversy like in my news like oh he said right. this or he did this and I actually saw that. And it's like and like I'll have my friends hitting me up like I hate Joe Bonamassa because he said this or I don't like him anymore and I'm like this is ridiculous like it's like they they'll just take anything like you say and just try to make you look bad and it's like
0: well it was I, I, it was it cuz it's clickbait like you know yeah. i i experienced what for the first time in my adult life was clickbait is now if you took the if the the, the pedal controversy i have nothing against guitar stomp boxes i have them i use them all the time right okay and i my, the point I was trying to make in, in in kind of a very quick manner, and I was on the phone getting ready for a show, okay? And the point I was trying to make in, in probably not the most eloquent way was if you allow the boxes to play for you, you're 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 not you're doing yourself a slight a slight disservice. If if yeah. if, if if you have if if there's too many options, or or the the, 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 the you're all you have to do is press down on a string, and, and the and the, the the filters do their thing, you're not you're not learning the instrument. Now that's a way that's the way I approached it, and that's the way people taught me, you know. And look no further than 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 Howlin' Wolf. Or 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 Miles Davis when he told Pete Casey to shove that Wawa pedal up his ass. Okay, this yeah. this argument has been this 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 notion has been around since pedals were invented. So this is not a new new thing. It just it just becomes it's easy to clickbait, and it's okay. easy to it, and they can use the the some picture where you look pissed off or arrogant, and 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 it and it becomes a game to them, and, it, and it, it's and it's. It's sad because it happens eventually to everyone. And there's always yeah. there, you know, there's there was a guy who said something about Van Halen and hey, he had to reel it back in. And i like like but they made him look like he was villain number one, you know? Yeah.
1: I mean, there's so many Instagram pages and YouTube like channels that will take anything you say, specifically you, because you're such a like popular figure and try to get clicks or views and they'll say They'll translate what you just said, which is like, don't be too dependent on the stop boxes and stuff, and you shouldn't let it rule your life. Like you should, you know, try to practice without them sometime or something like that. And they'll be like, Joe Bonamassa hates all people right. that use pedals and wants to kill them, and right. will never let them in their shows. Like they they do that, and unfortunately, people read that and think it's real, and that's with all the news. So it's like, it, it's it's kind of bad. <laughs> but it's very funny for me to wake up and
0: like see that. I encourage people to play electric guitar without an amp because a lot of your tone and your, and the tactility of it is the word of the day is, is based on how you attack the strings and how you let the guitar itself acoustically not plugged in bloom. Mm -hmm. And that's stripping it back even to the, even less than an amp, you know, but it, it all goes to the totality of your, your style and your playing. And, 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 and it helps every. Every time you challenge yourself to do less, to make more with less, always is a worthwhile adventure, in in my humble opinion, which, you know, I'm sure I'll get clickbaited at least seven or eight times from this interview. I think, uh,
1: honestly, I think that, um, like, tone, obviously, you can know as much theory or know the song as well as possible, but no one's going to want to listen to you if you have, like, really bad tone or sound bad. Everyone's just going to skip the song or leave the show. So I think. That's the most important thing. And also, I also think that no matter how many stop boxes you have, it's all in the fingers. Mm-hmm. I think that people should really spend their time you know, playing through an amp with no reverb on or something like that just to practice. It's like sounding better. And I yeah. think they're 100% right. I, I don't disagree with you at all. But then you can nice.
0: hook them all up. You can hook up every pedal ever invented,
1: okay? Yeah. And you have,
0: have, have all the time nice.
1: the stuff. You can have all the buzz faces and. You know, but you know as well as I do that, like at the end of the day, it's all you know. It's all in here.
0: Yeah, and and you know, you know, you don't you don't want to spend half the show on one knee twisting knobs because it just ain't right. You know, it, it just it's it's taking away from the entertainment side of, of of it, and it's taken away from your performance. So, yeah. speaking of, speaking of gear, talk to me about your um your Angelico. Your, <clears throat> your new uh signature model how how cool is that though you you wake up in the morning you go down to the front door there's a box you know yeah and and there's a guitar with your name on it
1: look they uh they contacted me about doing i've been working with dangelico since i met them at nam in like several years ago and they've always been really you know nice to me and giving me gear when i needed it and they approached me wanting to do a signature model when i was about 15 and i was like why do they want this from me? No right. one's to buy this, but uh, we did it, and they let me have complete control over everything about it, like with the woods and like the finishes and everything. So it's all it's all from me, and they just helped me in any way that they could, and I'm super grateful for them to do that. And they and I mean it's sold, and I, it's really cool to see this thing happen, where like everyone's dream is to have a signature model, and, right. and it happened so quick for me. It's like. I, I just couldn't believe it. And D'Angelico's just been such a great company to me and to all their artists. And I, I just really love them for that. And But seeing that show up at the house was like the greatest feeling ever, of course. Oh, yeah. I'm sure, you know. I'm sure what was your experience like getting your first signature?
0: My first signature guitar showed up in April of 2008. And I was writing a record that would have eventually turned into a, an album called The Ballad of John Henry. And a a gentleman named Pat Foley said, hey, we're doing this inspired by series and it's a limited run and we'll see, you know, maybe we'll sell 15 or 20 and maybe we'll sell whatever. And um, and they go, hey, you know, like, would you like to do like a like a, a it's a double signature Les Paul. Let's let's just call it what it is. It's a Les Paul signature model, most successful in history. And you're doing a double signature. Mm. And I said, "Well, let's do a sunburst, right?" And he's like, "I don't need your help selling sunburst, kid. I need help selling gold tops. Design me a gold top." So we, did, we designed this thing with it has a black back. It was based on a guitar my father had in his shop when when I was a kid and working working at the shop. And um, we ended up selling three hundred. We sold the, the 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 run out at three hundred. And over the years, um, we've we've sold almost fourteen thousand Joe Bonamassa guitars. Oh in about 13 years so that's about a thousand a year we average and and we do we do these epiphones to keep the price down and and um you know it's 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 a great collaboration you know and and what you're doing with your guitar is the same thing it's like you're inspiring kids to play you're inspiring not people older than you to play and then you're 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 um you know you have a guitar that they can go okay this is what you play to get yeah. those sounds. like th- th- Tell the folks how much they are.
1: Yeah, uh, I believe the, the, the uh, higher price model is about 1800 mm-hmm. And the lower model is about $1,200. Um, and yeah, we tried to keep the price down as much as possible to be able to keep it in everyone's hands. And I mean, I play the exact model that you can get off the shelves. I literally play There's nothing different about it. The only thing is I refretted it, because I went through the frets. And I'm sure you've experienced that. But right. yeah, uh, I am super grateful for everyone who's bought one. We we've, we've sold a lot and it's been a really cool experience to see that and uh, I'm just yeah, again just I'm super lucky to be able to have this opportunity to do it. And right. that's it's super cool that you sold 14,000. That's
0: crazy. That's and then I, and then you know, I don't I don't want the then I start going, man, it's like I've killed so many damn trees, you know? And I'm like, jeez. You're know, yeah. you know, like I going to go plant some trees somewhere, you know? yeah it mean, it's been a great collaboration and but the one of the things is is I, a lot of people think when when you have a signature guitar there's there's some there's some secret lab located in lower Manhattan or something like that or or in in, in Kalamazoo or Nashville and that you're getting these super high-end versions of what yeah. what what people can buy on the street it's actually not it's, it's actually not you like just that. you you go through, you pick the pickups for a reason. You pick the neck width for a reason. Why would you play something other than what you picked to begin with? It makes no sense to me. Yeah, like I went through all this like trouble, like emailing
1: back and forth, getting these specs, these exact specs that I wanted. Josh Smith also has a signature model out right now. I'm sure he right. picked exact like neck width and radius and all that. And it's like, why would I play like just something else from that? It's like, I, I love i love my guitar it's the only pretty much i'm pretty much a one guitar guy or two guitar guy and i just mm-hmm. play those two and like i have several but like usually i'm just only playing one or two and that's the only one i've played for the past probably like two feel, years
0: feel fortunate that the guitar bug is has, hasn't hit you yet
1: i'm sure it will i see your instagram all the time and i see like you actually came out to a vintage guitar shop that's like right by my house. Um, Like Well Strung Guitars, I think it's called.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: It's like, it's like yeah, it's like 10 minutes from me. And I'm, I'm I'm waiting until I have money to be able to <laughs> branch out to the vintage stuff.
0: I'll tell you what, man. Long-term savings bonds. Do yourself a favor. It's a lot less aggravating.
1: For sure. I'm, Yeah, I'm definitely trying to get my money right. You know what I mean? I'm not sure. trying to... Spend all of it right now.
0: Well, Brandon, thank you for doing this, man. You know, you're, you're you're like I said, like a real shiny example of doing doing the right things for the right reasons with your heart and soul. Pays off, and the hard work is paid off, and 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 you deserve every accolade and and and, and by the way, I I failed to mention that your your singing's great, you know, and 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 you know, because that's a big part of the the thing. And um, but uh, no, we I, everybody here and Jane, our adventures and whatever logo I'm wearing, um, <laughs> uh, we we have the utmost respect for you. And 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 you know you're the you're to me the what keeping the blues alive really means. You know it's like it's you 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 guys are going to keep this thing going. So.
1: Thank you so much and thanks to everyone listening to this and uh all the production and crew and thank thank you to you you for having me and I mean it's a super big honor and I see you in New York City right now we're in the same in the same yeah. place and thank you so much for you know thanks so much for having me I really appreciate well, it
0: Well I I I have a staff here that nobody WC's they set up all the lights it's actually me you know it's like <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting in my kitchen chair you know I'm I'm actually I'm actually the, the computer's resting on a on on the TV stand. It's 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 high budget. As long as I get that damn logo in there I hey, get it, the logo. <laughs> if I knew well now everybody's got these backgrounds that they do this mm-hmm. Skype and Zoom calls. If I knew that, I wouldn't have spent five grand on the sign.
1: <laughs> you gotta show the sign, man. It's gotta have some time in the
0: in in the broadcast. Absolutely I gotta sell this thing one day when I move out of here. Anyway, oh. ladies and gentlemen Thank you. Uh, Thank you for for listening. Until next time, this has been Live from Nerdville. We will continue on with season two. We have a a bunch coming up and then uh, we're on to season three. So thanks for listening. Until next time.